It's the I Thought I Knew You podcast with me, Howell Roberts, and him, Ed Southall. We're back again. Yeah, with me, Howell Roberts, and him. It's all thought. Do you know that could become a thing? Uh, I think it already has. Yeah, it's it's people people are shouting it in the street to me really slowly, but it's so yeah. low down I can't hear it. It's, I know. You know I've, it's I, they don't shout it at me; they just point at me. I know what they do shout at you, Howell, but I can't <laughs> say it on here. <laughs> it's because of my flared trousers. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the things. Did you wear flares? Were you in nineties? Did you or late eighties, early nineties? No, 90s, no, did you no, wear flares? No, but they had a little renaissance, didn't they, in like two thousand two? Do you remember? Two thousand and two. Yeah, well, oh, that's mate, a very no. specific year. But around that time, people started wearing like bell bottom trousers again. That totally passed me. By. And they had like bleached uh, mullets and stuff. Were they clowns? <laughs> Who, you know, who were these people? I can't believe that passed you by. It was no, like, it, it, hey, listen, if you're listening and you you were and you, part you, of the bell bottom, maybe the bell bottom trousers explosion <laughs> of 2002 that Ed invented, can you just let us know on Twitter and all so, the usual things? So there are photos of me somewhere wearing flared jeans, but they they, they were a thing for a little while. Were they? Yeah, you, I, mi- you missed it because you're not cool. No, I'll have been told. 2002, mate. I was too busy it's earning around, a living. Man. Too busy earning a living, mate. That's what I was doing. Hey, I, was, I was still... What was I doing? I was just finished. I was starting my teacher training around then. Had you? Yeah, you've been teaching what? I've been teaching 10 years Slate at that point. Slate and chalk for ages, haven't you? You are. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'd been... You know, I'd been writing in chalk on the chalkboards for all the kids to copy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd done that when I got straight away when I got into school and then for the five lessons didn't matter what year group they were yeah. you just had to copy the same thing I had thing. a chemistry teacher that, that for I had him for three years yeah. and he just read out notes for us almost every lesson and if there was a practical he would do the practical and we, and he'd recite no. what was going on and we had to write it down it, that sounds to be like what schools do now though it's brilliant for learning that it's great isn't it hey the main you know I remember the most out of those lessons I had to double underline my titles do you know I used to like (laughs) doing that though did you did you like doing it because I used to do that just out of stylistic Uh, uh, for stylistic reasons in my exercise I I liked that the book looked neat by the end Mm. yeah but I can't remember what was written in it (laughs) something about chemistry I used to like that me I used to like underlining twice you've just reminded me of that but what's worse is after that teacher I had a different chemistry teacher at the same school same approach (laughs) I was like oh different tones I don't remember yeah. um, I don't remember being fussy about underlining stuff as a teacher mm. but I remember being a kid decades ago and it was quite a thing underline your last piece of work yeah the, there is a lot of that now that not not necessarily the dictating and just write down everything I say but the whole uh, strict guidelines on work presentation. Yeah, I think is it, it, it is a bit of a thing, especially in like the mats and stuff. Oh, right. God. Is that well? You'll notice that in your wandering around. Hey, hey, can yeah. I tell you a story about my wandering around? Yeah. This wonder. isn't planned, but it Go might on. have been. Did you see what I tweeted? Yeah, are we planning? No. Go on. <laughs> so there's no, a program. Yeah. Uh, and the writer of the program uh, came to my university to see me teach him. Right. As part of research for a new uh, character, uh-huh. this is this is all true, and the program's called Last Tango in Halifax. Oh, the writer! It's a local yokel show. Yeah, but it's um, what's her name? She's brilliant. Sally Wainwright. Yeah, Sally Wainwright. So Sally Wainwright got in touch with our university and said, 
Uh, I've got a new character, and I think I want them to be involved in teacher training. Oh, yeah. Can you put me in touch with your teacher training people? So it came to me. Yeah. Uh, and we invited her in, and she came and watched me doing some teaching and spoke to some of my trainees about their experiences on placement. Yeah. Which was hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and I didn't hear anything since. Um, but it started. it came out, like, a couple of weeks ago. And this new season, and I watched. I watched the first one yesterday. Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, I'm, I'm not sure if he's a new character, but he's, he's a character that's now training to be a teacher. Ted Northall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ted Northall, the new character in. Uh, but what's in Last really going Halifax? What's really weird is like. All the stuff, he, like in the first episode, he comes home and he's ranting about his his, his experiences yeah. on placement, and loads of the stuff he says, I know, is stuff that my trainees have experienced and told her, and stuff that I've told her as well, like almost word for word. And I was like, oh god, am I going to get in trouble now? I remember, uh, <laughs> I remember being on teaching practice in the early nineties, and there was a program on the telly, and I think I might be wrong with this. But it, it might have been Jimmy McGovern who wrote it. Yeah. And it was it had Christopher Eccleston in, oh, one yeah. of our great yeah. actors. Yeah. And he was a a, t- a trainee teacher at the same so it that is, was happening. That's not in my program. friend in the north, is it? That's no that's no. different. He wasn't a trainee no. in that, he was older. No. It was called Hearts and Minds. Oh, okay. I think. And it stayed with me because it A, it was pretty good. Yeah. And and two <laughs> it, and number two, it was uh, it it was happening. It, we were I were watching it whilst you know whilst experiencing it as well. Well, when I was watching this thing yesterday, the other mm. thing that was really weird for me is that one of the other characters, who's like a mainstay character, is a head teacher. Oh yeah, and she she's moved schools and she's moved to what in the in the program is a, is a local school in Huddersfield. Yeah, uh, and I thought, oh, I wonder where they're going to film this. And when they were filming it. Like the scenes inside the school. I'm not joking. I looked at it and went, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Kate yeah. was like, oh God, are you going to name the school? And I accurately identified the school on my first guess. Can you, are you allowed to say this or will it, will it go behind? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a school that's a bit further out. So my catchment area for the university is mostly like um, Kirklees and Calderdale. Um, but this is uh, Coburn School in Leeds. I don't oh, know if you yeah. know it. Yeah, um, I didn't get a job there. <laughs> well, I've been there a few times to see a trainee a couple of years ago, and it's a very, very nice building. But it's a really, really kind of easily identifiable building yeah, on the I'm inside of a different school. Um, and uh, yeah, what amuses me about that school is that Coburn is spelled C O C K B U R N, and it's, <laughs> it's just written in massive letters across the school. And I just thought, <laughs> I imagine all the year yeah. sevens turn up and go, <laughs> that's, that's a very, and then it's not funny after it's day two. It's a very poor Ofsted rating. <laughs> that. How was the lesson? It was Cockburn. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty bad. Um, but it's a lovely school and the building's fantastic. And I, I, it was just really weird for me to go, oh, wow, I've been in this job a long time. I can just identify <laughs> any school that's been yeah. uh, filmed inside in Yorkshire. Um, school spotting with me, Ed Southall. <laughs> Join me. It could be a documentary it series, could be. It? Or like a quiz. Like a quiz. Just a quiz in the ad break. <laughs> God, picture, you could have a picture quiz. It's a picture quiz of schools. Yeah, no. I think it's got a limited life, that mate. But I felt bad when Sally came to our. Me and oh, Sally. you and Sally. But, me and Sal. That, I felt oh, bad when Sal, Sal came over. I, I know her quite. I call her. I call her. That's how well I know her. Well, I kind yeah. of hid her away because yeah. I thought she's not going to want to get bothered by other people. She'll and, just want to do what she's coming for. And with like loads and loads of people, oh, stood her at the mate. front of the room and basically went, this is Sally. Sally, have you got a few words? Oh, mate. <laughs> and I just nearly died a death. Now, that, that's, um, that's terrible. Yeah. Does, that happens to you all the time, I'm sure. It, uh, no. But <laughs> I tell you what, I would have been that teacher launching in. Yeah, exactly. No, I would have... I've seen all of your movies. <laughs> you know what, though? If she'd come and seen me about... Right, this has actually happened to me. And I can't remember if I've talked about this on a pod, on, on this podcast before. Um, but that sort of... Uh, well, if I'd met Sally Wayne, right, I'd have been, like, pitching scripts to her. Yeah. I'd be, like, going, oh, yeah. And I've got a script in my pocket. Yeah. A bit like Alan Partridge <laughs> with Tony Hairs and the BBC. I'd be, yeah, monkey tennis. It's, uh, 
<laughs> Special day. But I met... Um, uh, well, yeah, we had the same kind of thing when I was a teacher at school and Simon Bufoy came in. I think I've mentioned this before. No, you Sa- haven't. Have I not? Simon Bufoy wrote The Full Monty right. and wrote Slump... Did you know, I was about to say he wrote Slumdog Millionaire. Let's just stick with the one you know he wrote. Uh, anyway, he's, he's prolific, yeah. Oscar-winning yeah. Uh, writer, and he rocks up at our school wanting to interview some kids, and I am, like, <laughs> trying to pitch my movies whilst showing him where the toilet is and getting him a good brew. <laughs> I'm wanting him to recognise my... You know, um, creative prowess. It was your big break. Waiting it was my big break, and then, then they just went. Yeah. Did he read it? I didn't have any. I didn't. I mean, know. if he didn't read it, at least that's better in some way. He didn't want to stay in touch. No. You know. Well, so who does? Little, who it, does with you? To be fair, you. <laughs> Only because you make good coffee <laughs> and terrible tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't bring that up again. Flipping. Go on then, what have you been doing then? What's been going on? Um, I've just been... Uh, what did I do? I've been all over again. We've been doing a lot of, I've been doing a lot of curriculum, doing a lot of r- curriculum writing, sitting in rooms with great teachers, plotting out how we're going to make great things happen in curriculum. Okay. Doing a bit in curriculum in Wales and, and just flo- doing my usual, really, Ed. Going around country. How's Wales? Is it all right? Wales is beautiful. Is it quite green? Oh, it's beautiful. A bit rainy. It's a bit wet. Yeah. It's beautiful, though. Beautiful place to go and work. Um, but I've also did another brewhead this weekend. That yep. was in Leeds. That was that was cool. Met an astronaut. Which called, one? Called Jackie. Jackie the astronaut. Yeah, Jackie from Liverpool. She was Was great. that her opening line? Pardon? Was that her opening line? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I'm was, Jackie the astronaut. For an astronaut, I've got to tell you, she was pretty down to earth. She wasn't that spaced out. <laughs> no, no. So that was good. That that was pretty good. And yeah, I've been doing some writing. I did I did a piece of writing um, about um, college. I went to. I, I feel like you skipped over the astronaut thing a bit quick. Then. No, because I, I, did, I, did you I say to, to her how space? What space like? No, she, well, she was just dead good. But I need yeah. to just. I, I, I'll talk about it. All right, more, go on. But, okay. um, I'll just uh, yeah. So she was great, and and everyone was was that was a good day that brewhead. And we're just sorting out brewhead Wakefield now for next January. So mm, we're, we're, we're this is turning we're, with that. sponsored by our podcast by the looks sponsored of by <laughs> the I thought I knew you podcast. That's not a bad idea. I think yeah, we should let's do, do it. that. Let's, let's do, do that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. Old well, are you keeping busy then? Yeah, I'm. I'm very busy. Um, putting in a lot of miles, um, but I must admit it's very nice just to to know that we record in these podcasts to slow down a little bit yeah because yeah. it makes us it makes me sit in a room and sit on a chair and sit still nearly. sit and reflect <laughs> yeah for an hour how are so. your reflective skills um, are they alright a bit must you're looking after them yeah I'm looking after them as best I can that's good to know what have you got what you got to understand dear listener Craig and who else we got Kelly she's listening my, sis- my sister listens now what's well. your sister Emma Emma no I've seen Emma she's she lives in t- New Zealand she lives in t- Hey, that'd be good to get a tour there. Yeah. Could she stick us on... <laughs> I thought I knew you live <laughs> in New Zealand. It's what New Zealanders need. Yeah, it, absolutely. What's she doing over there? Uh, living. Hey, what, why? She's been there for ages. She's not getting on with you. <laughs> Nobody does, mate. Nobody does. Uh, emigrated over there years and years ago. Right. Married, family, the whole lot. Do you go over there? Uh, sometimes. No, I haven't been for ages, to be fair. You're going to turn this into a thing now, and I'm going to feel really bad, aren't you? No, no, I'm not. I'm he's just looking, curious. He's, look, he's looking at me like poking the bare face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was genuinely curious to, you know, why you don't like your sister. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, do you, uh, it's nice. I mean, I've never been. It's somewhere I'd like to go, so if you're not going to go... You've never been to New Zealand? No. I don't know why I'm shocked at that. I've been too busy working. You haven't been working in New Zealand then? No. They've got schools out there. Have they? Yeah. I'd love to go. At least four. Couldn't we go over? (laughs) I'd love to go. Should we go go by canoe? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. And life-threatening. Hey, I'll tell you what. you You won't believe me, but we've talked about Wales and New Zealand. Right. And I've got notes about both here. Just have you have you just been by I've been manipulating you by by accident. Hell. I read a book this week. Um, I, the title's a bit rude, but I'm going to read it out anyway. If you've got 
children cover your ears or theirs or whatever. Um, this is a book by someone called James Felton, and it's called 52 Times Britain Was a Bell End. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been recommended that on Amazon. Do you know what it recommends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really funny. Is and it? It's, it? Well, I'm not sure funny is the right word. It's written in a very funny way, but it's, it all, it's all about the horrendous history of Britain that just gets kind of swept under the carpet in the schools. Yeah, all right. Go on then. Give us some examples. Well, I'll give the first example I'll give you is yeah. probably familiar to everyone. And when I, when he was when he was writing this and I'm reading it, I was thinking, I kind of know this story, but at the time I never thought it was that horrendous. But looking back as an adult, it's awful. Um, talk about end justifies the means. All right. So I've got three examples from this book. The first example is about Edward. Jenner, okay. right? Do you remember learning about Edward Jenner at yeah. school? Yeah. Okay, so he's he's trying to cure like smallpox, essentially. He's in my book here, is he? In Great Invention, he might be in my book. Great yeah, Inventions. I bet they skip over the things I'm going to talk. Go on, about. You, you talk about that. I want to check. So I, I'm sure this was actually sort of uh, communicated when I was learning it. They didn't they didn't gloss over this in any nice way. I just think as a child, I didn't really get how horrendous it was. So Edward Jenner is is essentially the uh, smallpox cure yeah. person um, but to cure it he <laughs> yeah. he was basically injecting eight year olds with smallpox yeah. and seeing what had happened <laughs> yeah he was wasn't he and loads of people were dying and he's just like oh not that one then um, and <laughs> he had a gardener and uh, the story goes that he essentially took the infected pus from someone with smallpox and just took the gardener's son and was just like, come over here. <laughs> just like injected him this. with it to see what had happened. And he lived. So it's, so it's all all right. But you know, the the end product is that he, he, he cured it and saved millions of lives, but just in a bit of a dicky way, really. It, it is a bit. He is Ethics, a bit. Nah, He's not a bit so of much. a dick, Edward Jenner. But having said that, <laughs> having said that, to be fair to him, he's, he's helped out. Um, yeah. But can you imagine if you were his gardener? And he's, well, like, he's like, can I just borrow your, your Tommy and, and I'm just going to okay. give... I'm just going to give him smallpox. Just give him smallpox for a bit. Yeah. Might be forever, but we'll see. When I taught some science, when I was looking at how to use storytelling in science many years ago, we did that story. Yeah. And there was a kid in the class. I was basically Edward Jenner. Yeah. Uh, and you gave him smallpox. the teacher was, it was taking the role of the parent. Yeah bringing the child to be tested on so we kind of we did touch on it in class yeah I remember the story I just don't yeah. remember at the time thinking that's awful but yeah, maybe, maybe awful, I was just a horrible person back yeah. then I don't know it's awful alright so I, I, but that's not a Wales or New Zealand story ok no, so here comes no. the Welsh story you right. might know this in the 1800s because you're Welsh obviously yes. you know, did they pronounce your name right over there uh, yeah that must be nice it's brilliant it's it's brilliant yeah I never know if I'm doing it's, it right well yeah I'll just call you mate Mate, it just it's gets a, over it, doesn't all. it? Um, so in the 1800s, the English took over the running of Welsh schools. Do you remember that? I wasn't around. We were in England at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they kind of took over the schools and they're like, hang on, you're all speaking a different language. What's that about? Yeah. And they didn't like that they didn't understand the other language because it wasn't English. Yeah. So in, in typical Bellendi style, yeah. uh, they essentially said, you're not speaking your language anymore, you're speaking our language. And they brought in this thing called a Welsh knot. Have you heard of this? Go on. And it was like a stick that you, I think it was a stick that you basically you'd give to a student with WN written on it right. if they were speaking Welsh, right? And say, right, this this Welsh knot is yours now. And then if someone else was speaking Welsh, that child would give the stick to the other child right. who was speaking Welsh, right? So it's a bit like pass the parcel. Yeah. But you know how pass the parcel ends and you got like Get some sweets or something. Yeah. Well, the prize was a beating. <laughs> So if you're the last one with the stick yeah. at the end of the day, you essentially got the crap beaten out of you by your teachers. So. Oh my god! I mean, why am I laughing? I'm laughing because it's written in a really funny way, but it, it's obviously not funny. But it's great. But um, the thing about it, uh, if I, just to be serious for a moment, the new Welsh curriculum I think is ace. Yeah, and there's a lot of criticism of it of people who will never have to. You know, is it still going the Welsh not thing? Probably the English are probably. Well, there's a lot of English. W C Welsh like, curriculum. A lot of English going over there, telling them they're doing it wrong. Right. Uh, but in in they have new faculties now in secondary. So languages and communication, and it, that's now a faculty. So yeah. you have your English department, your Welsh department, and whatever your MFL would be. You know, your French or your Spanish or German yeah. or whatever. That's now one department, and it's ace. You know, it's it's such a visionary 
good commonsensical thing rather than giving them a stick and then battering <laughs> them <laughs> it doesn't take much to improve from that no it doesn't but, but it it's good that it sounds good well, it yeah. sounds like it's working yeah. that's, that's impressive right last one then New Zealand you ready New Zealand so uh, <laughs> so, the, so the British kind of in quotes discover New Zealand um, and they're like oh there's no one living here so it's ours now yeah right uh, which was pretty much the thing. Although even if there were people were living there, they're like mine. They did that um, loads, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Um, anyway, so the, uh, lo and behold, they find that there are some locals there. Um, yeah. You know, the Maori, um, yeah. and so they sent eighteen thousand troops to fight with them, um, and there was only like four thousand Maori. So they're just like, yeah, we're just going to completely crush you. Um, because we're just dickheads, mm. um, <laughs> so they kind of and they were called they called them rebels. You know, you're rebels for fighting for the country that you were living in before we arrived. Yeah. To say it's our country, um, so so they were obviously defeated, um, and then they confiscated all the land, <laughs> and then they started making like loads of false deeds to say this is my land, it's not your land, yeah. and stuff like that, um, and then they legalized land uh, confiscation. Um, and if anyone fought, fought them for it, they would be like, right, you're rebelling, so that means we can take even more land. And they just carried on like this until pretty much they owned everything. Um, so, but, you know, they're really nice people. Uh, they also introduced guns. So they used to be like... It was uh, just peaceful. Little, like, mild... Uh, a mild fracas, if you like, yeah. would, would break out occasionally among the Maori. And then it's like, no, have some guns. And then, mm. you know, all. so we're really nice people is where I'm going with this. Yeah, I think you know, it, it is a really, really lovely history that yeah. we, we don't cover up at all in our history lessons at school well this is a cheery podcast this is yeah i'm I'm, I'm waiting for the punchline next up genocide (laughs) well that 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 sounds like a good book what's it called again uh 52 times britain was a bellend by james felton james felton (laughs) yeah it's a comedian he's dead funny (laughs) no it does i've had it honestly i know the title because it's been recommended on me to amazon yeah yeah, no, it's really good. The reason why I, well, I said, you know, I said I read it. Mm. I didn't actually read it. I've oh. discovered Audible. Oh, I know. No, it's, that, I, it's, I, it's, it's changed my life. I tell you, reading has never been so easy through your ears. I know, it's just brilliant. Yeah. I, I love it. I've, yeah. I've told, I'm sure we, met, we talked about this. I know I, you listen to it in your car. Yeah, I listen to it in yeah. my car all the time. And I've got, um, although I've got to listen to They must make a bit of a racket, though, because. I've got a three-month free trial. Mm. And I was like, oh, you get a credit. Mm, and a credit yeah. gets you a book. That's lovely. Yeah. And I thought, I want another book. They're mm. all like 20 quid. Yeah, so what you do... 20 quid! But every so often they'll email you and say, you can buy a credit for a fiver, and then oh. they'll get a book that's worth 20 quid. Oh, that's all right then. So I, I've taken advantage of that. So I, I think I bought three credits, yeah. 15 quid, and ended up getting 60 quid's worth of listening. I'll tell you one of the weird things I like about it. Mm. When I read a normal book... yeah. Like, oh, when I do a normal read, is that the right yeah. expression? Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I often pick, put it down and then pick it up later, and I'm like, I can't remember anything that's happened in this book. Yeah. And it takes me about a chapter to get back into it. Whereas with Audible, I can just press back and listen to the chapter again, oh. but play it like double speed and listen to yeah. it like chipmunks. It's, it's, quite, <laughs> no, it's, it's quite good. It's good, isn't it? Um, um, I've listened so to I'm it. So I'm sold on it. So that, that's how I listened in or read or whatever we call it now mm. to that book. I've looked, that is, is, it is good, and that's to be honest. When you mentioned it, what flashed through my head was, I wondered if it, I wonder if it's on Audible. I've bought. Um, Can you share books on Audible? Can I loan it to you? Probably not. Probably not. You know, but I've listened to all the Monty Python people who've written autobiographies. Uh, see, yeah. So I think you hinted fun. at this before without mentioning Audible. You were talking yeah. in another one about. John Cleese John Cleese yeah. yeah laughing laughing. and he said he himself. was reading out and yeah just, just I, I, I assumed laughing. that was audible yeah it yeah. was so it's like having them as a passenger reading but, your book but, I've, I've my, I wrote a that book. I mean that's put me off reading some books yeah no, I, I understand <laughs> that yeah yeah. serial killers um, <laughs> Boris Johnson's autobiography <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't wanna, have him next wanna. to me in the car now you're alright um, I've uh, <laughs> I, my, my first book oops um, I've, do you I've, read it out? I've talked the publisher into it. Well, I, I didn't have to talk them into it. Yeah. They're up for it now. They, oh, so it's not, yeah, but you're going to do an audible I'm gonna, version. I'm going to record one, yeah. My first book's in Chinese somewhere, but I haven't had a copy yet. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, apparently. The, so, a Chinese publisher bought the rights to it, and that's the last I've heard. Maybe they looked at it and thought, nah, it's crap. Yeah. It's well, not really good. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just... I can't well, speak for the Chinese, but I've never seen it. Put that in. <laughs> 
So what else? Um, well, on the subject of books, I have just finished another book uh, that I've written myself. Oh, you've written a book? I've written oh, one right. this time. So, you know, I just can't get enough of the whole books thing. You can't do maths on Audible, can you? No. Well, that's quite true. You know, how would I... De- yeah. Can you imagine trying to describe, like, graphs and, uh, and no, equations and it'd just I'll, be a bit I'd get hard. sleepy. Yeah, well, I'd get sleepy. Um, so it's not on that, but it's uh, it's called Geometry Juniors... And is it for kiddies? It's for kiddies, this one. So I've written two geometry books before, which are quite difficult to do. Mm. They're puzzle books. Uh, and this one's like a, a kiddie version, if you like. Mm. Uh, it's, it's similar, but not the same. I have to say that because it's a different publisher. <laughs> um, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's the same dog, only washed. <laughs> it's aimed at like 8 to 12-year-olds. Um, and it's kind of low-stakes geometry stuff where you're supposed to kind of talk about stuff rather than solve a specific problem. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it, yeah, it's so, so for an example, you might have a, a picture with like four different images on it and the kids are supposed to talk about what's the same and what's different and, and it's that kind mm. of thing. Um, it does get more and more difficult as the book goes on, so it, it, it's supposed to kind of appeal to... Uh, like key stage two, key stage three, kind of thing, and I've done I've done a lot of it with my kids, and it was really really fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, it brings out some some good thinking from them, and like misconceptions and things that you might not have picked up on before and stuff. And it's illustrated, so it's uh, I think I've seen it's got all these the little characters and stuff. And uh, have I seen them online? You'll you'll have seen a few. I've, I've posted a few a few sample pages. Um, but it's got lots of different characters in it and like little animal characters and things. It's really cute. Oh, animals? Yeah. So Speaking animals? They are speaking. I'm in. No, I'm they're, in. Think, they're thinking animals. It's quite what? bizarre. You've got like a rabbit thinking about maths. It's, it's quite funny. It's the last um, thing you need a rabbit to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I haven't seen all the illustrations yet, so I don't know what all the characters and animals are, but I know that it's like cats and dogs and rabbits and mm-hmm. it's cute. And, uh, you know, I've always wanted to write one uh, that kind of age range and with illustrations, so it's been nice to work with an illustrator. Yeah, and if you've got cute animals and and, and little characters and stuff, that is... um that's quite international, that, isn't it? I'm thinking of the... You know, when you mentioned China... It it also stops scaring people when you say the word maths. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh, don't talk to me about China. I'm upset about China. I don't think I'm going to that conference now. Because of uh, what's going on currently in the news that we're not going to talk about. Because of... We're not going to talk about it. No, no, no. Yeah, because of that thing. I don't think it's going on now. But um, they'll just move it. So, they'll move it, So yeah. it'll yeah. still happen at some point. But oh, mate. Well, I don't know when this podcast is going to go out. So either we've got a, a total collapse of civilization, <laughs> or, uh, or it just passed. <laughs> it'll just be like playing on a broken radio to nobody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scratching around for survival. <laughs> As yeah. a rat kind of scurry. I like I, li- I like that. Yeah. Those sorts of stories, by the way. Yeah. Those, you know, well, you know, when you're scrolling through Netflix or something, and, it, yeah. and a, a film comes up that you've never heard of, and it says, "Ed is the last man alive yeah. after a, a um, some sort of apocalypse." I quite like those. And then I do. I, happens. I, I don't know what the genre is called. Would you say dystopian? Oh yeah, that'd be it, wouldn't it? Post-apocalyptic. Let's yeah. save that because I, I like talking about that. Mm. Well, I'm reading another you. book at the moment. Oh, that's related, but I'll do it. I'll do it. when I finished it. I'll talk to you about it. All right, cool. Um, anyway. do, do you want me to tell you about? I want a story. Have you got a story? Well, I've got. I've got. I watched a film, but a film oh. that you mentioned in season one of the I Thought I Knew You podcast. Mm. Uh, you mentioned a film, and you said it was one of your favourites. Uh, was it Queen Kong (laughs) (laughs) that is a classic do you know what when you've gone today I might watch Queen Kong it's on YouTube not not in pristine oh I remember this is a cowboy is this a cowboy film this is a cowboy film I like a good cowboy film what's your favourite cowboy film Ed Uh, well certainly one of my favourites if it's the one I'm thinking of is uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford which is a really long and Mm. not very catchy title Mine's Blazing Saddles. <laughs> I'll tell you a really good one. Open Range. Uh, People don't watch that Costner. one because it's got Kevin in it. 
Why? I, like I love Kevin that film. Costner. I think it's got Robert Duvall in it. It well. has, and he's just great in everything. It's a brilliant film. The thing about Kevin Costner, right? Because I know we talked about Bradley Pitts last time. Yes, we did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about Kevin, Oh, Kev. Yeah, um, I really. I was in a school last week, right, and. There was a lady obsessed with Kevin Costner there, and, and she had a kettle in her room. And do you know what the, when she makes people brews, right? Do you know what they call a classroom? No. Costner coffee. <laughs> I thought that was great. That's I think good. Kevin Costner, I mean, he has been in some, I would say, questionable films. There was one where he was yeah. just basically some sort of swimmer. Lifeguard, I forgot what it was called. It, oh, it was I don't awful. think I've seen that one. Um, but been he, in some he classics the, as well. He was in the Untouchables and No Way Out. That's a good one. Oh, I love No Way Out. See, let's um, name some. You could join in. While I've already said Open there. Range. Open Range. Uh, Mr. Brooks, I quite liked. That's well, a more recent one. I've not watched that one. Not I've that got recent, it on DVD. I bet you've got every film yeah. on DVD. You just haven't opened them. Dances with Wolves. Dan- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's quite a short film. I like that because yeah. it's snappy, isn't it? That one. <laughs> Proper cried my eyes out when old flipping dancing with wolves. Yeah, eating. Doesn't he eat a heart in it? It's a bit grim. I can't remember. I've not watched it for a mm. long time. Come on, Kevin Costner. Come on, join in at home. Shout it out. Uh, Revenge. Oh, that were crap. <laughs> that. that what a world. Or as they call the it Postman. in Barnsley, Waterworld. <laughs> I love Waterworld. Do you know why? Do you know no, what? Here I it don't. is. Here's a quiz for you. All get right. ready, Ed. I'm ready. And we'll get back to Westerns in a minute. Space Hopper or Dennis Hopper? Oh, I see what you've done there. Yeah. Well, I'll have to say Dennis Hopper, who apparently was a bit of a lunatic. Um, and he's mad on photography, wasn't he? He was like a really talented photographer, but also insane. Um and he's he's the bad guy, isn't he? In Waterworld, he is. Yeah, he is. And and I'm glad you said him. I um, why would I say space hopper though? Because you're the kind. Because you you're you the think ca- you're still you're, a young kid. You're yeah, judgy. I, I am. Judgy. I am judgy. Yeah, I you're judge the kind you. who'd I like space you. hoppers. You're the sort of person who'd love a space hopper. Yeah. I've got five. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. One for each kid. No, I strap one under the other, <laughs> under the other, under, and just go really high up. Ah, yeah, that's why you got banned from yeah. uh, the town centre. <laughs> from everything. <laughs> Dennis Hopper is, is is in my top three favourite actors. Is he really? And he was off his head. Well, if you look at look in our kitchen, there's a framed picture of him as the journalist in Apocalypse Now. Oh, yeah. and um, Very small role, that, but very good role. Small role, but just chuffing brilliant. Yeah. And Francis Ford Coppola just told him to be his direction was something like Dennis just be yourself because <laughs> they were having huge problems with Marlon Brando on that film Apocalypse Now so he had enough on <laughs> and then he's got Dennis Hopper off his off his uh, chump um, I, I could talk I could do a whole podcast about him are there um, any westerns with Dennis Hopper to try and well he was in he in? was in all the classics with uh, John Wayne he was um, a bit part actor was he really yeah he was, he was in don't ask me to name him off the top of my head but I think you'll find him in a lot of sort of um, mid 60s maybe even early early 60s um Films. He was in Rebel Without a Cause with James Dean. Yeah, he was. Yeah, as a bit part. Um, but he became. Um, he started. He had rows with directors, so he got kicked out. And then he made Easy Rider in 1966 with Peter Fonda yeah. and Jack Nicholson, and that totally just it it, it just blew everyone away. Yeah, didn't quite, it? Quite a strange ending that one. Comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. And then a few years later, there was a film called Electrogliding Blue without him in it, which was right. a sort of uh, a mirror image of uh, about the police. Oh, okay. Uh, and, about, and, and that ends in a really abrupt way as well. Oh, okay. Worth seeking out, a right double bill. But um, So then Dennis Hoppe, he, he then got given the money to make a film called The Last Movie, which... Right. If you if you ever get to see it, it's been re-released on Blu-ray. I'm plucking up the courage to actually watch it. I bought it, but I remember watching it. It was shown once on Channel Four years ago. Yeah, and it melted my brain. Is it, is it shocking or weird? Or it's both? just weird. I think I was just lacking drugs. I think it was a trip, <laughs> um, and he spent years editing it, um, and then got 
you know, it won prizes, but Warner Brothers just said it's unreleasable. So he, he went into, he sort of disappeared. He was in a few cult movies, one called Out of the Blue, which was just brilliant, mm. and a couple of cheap horror movies, and then he was back in Blue Velvet. In I saw him, I'm sure he's in a horror movie that I've seen. He's the in George a Romero one. Yeah, he's in, uh, he's in, is it? Uh, it's one it's of like the, the dead fifth, films. fifth or sixth Dawn it's of the Dead films. It's the fourth film. one, and he's, he's like in charge one. of the um, Tower Block. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's a good film. That. Yeah, so he's he's great. So I'm glad you chose him. We said we talked about him because of Waterworld, because we're talking about Kevin. Costner. Yeah, we're trying to recycle now, all the way back. I'm going to go right back now to thinking yeah. about westerns because the film I did watch was The Assassination of Jesse yeah, James yeah, yeah, by film. the coward. Robert Ford. Robert Ford. And I just, you were talking about it, and then I was just sorting out, I'm trying to sort out my, my DVD collection, which is a total nightmare. Um, Sounds it. If you, it. But it's great because I get to remind myself of films. So I've, I've actually found some movies that I thought, you know what, I've not watched that film for 25 years. Yeah. Here I've got it. I'm, I'm going to stick that on when I get time. So I've, I've started getting a pile together of. of films to revisit yeah. rather than just constantly trying to consume new movies it's it's going back and remembering the good ones yeah. but this western I thought I'm, I'm going to watch this because it's quite a it's quite a long haul movie I mean if you if you like Dances with Wolves you're on the right track for, yeah. for running length yeah. <laughs> it's about three and a bit hours I think. And, and it's no reflection on the movie yeah. but it's the kind of DVD you see cropping up in Poundland yeah or in you know it, in charity shop for ten yeah. p, and if you see it, listeners, I think it's like critically acclaimed, it. but people just didn't buy into it. The movies probably because of the length. I don't. Well, know. I think I think they wanted Bradley Pitts going around being Jesse James. Yeah. Whereas what they got was Bradley Pitts walking around. Yeah, and kind of having an the, existential look yeah, at his life, and, having a crisis. Yeah. There's some brilliant moments in it that So I watched it last night, Ed, because mm. I knew we were recording this today and I thought I want to I'll, I'll always put it off because I've got piles of movies that I'll, yeah. I'll probably never watch and I'm hitting 50 and I'm thinking maybe I'll never watch those <laughs> films. So I've actually got a pile of films and thinking they're not I've got 2 hours better better things to do yeah. I'll show you that it's got a great ensemble cast though as well hasn't it oh, um, oh my Sam God. Sam Rockwell Rockwell is one of my favourite actors yeah. and he's brilliant how here. good is he he's amazing I don't think there's a film I've seen him in that I haven't enjoyed was he in the billboards three billboards yes episodes? he was yeah he is such a good actor and Moon he, it's, it, I think he's the oh. only one in Moon right um, Moon three billboards yeah and Oh Brother Where Art Thou is he in uh, that uh, no, I'm thinking of Tim Blake Nelson in that. Mm. Who's just who look, who's got a look of him actually. Maybe he's not in that then. But Sam Rockwell, brilliant. And the other the other one that I really liked. There's Bradley Pitts anyway. He was just great. And this is 2007. This film's got yeah. made, isn't it? So is Brad Pitt? Is sort of is it Brad and Angelina Jolie? It's like they're the sort of. It's about that era. Uber couple. Yeah. So he's playing this character who is a bad man, and you see him doing bad things. There's a sequence where he basically slaps around a kid, yeah, trying to get some information out of this child, and it's 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 quite it's hard hitting, yeah. Um, and the kid, well, someone stops him, and the, the kid gives him a right mouthful. And I thought, fair play, <laughs> it was a good way to finish. It was like an naughty kid in school, just basically saying, "You can." off and, yeah. you know and just legs it but there's um, there's oh Sam Shepard that was it oh Sam, brilliant you yeah. got Sam Shepard as Frank James and I'm watching it and the music's brilliant I'm yeah. waiting for Nick Cave to rock up he does doesn't he, he he's got a little cameo the sort of two hour twenty minute mark <laughs> they're in a saloon and it's like Jesse James, you understand, has killed many men. And he's singing, and you think, hey, there's Nick. <laughs> that must have been an exciting It is really there. near the end that he comes in, isn't it? It is. But the big revelation for me, as, as, a, as a, someone who loves movies and likes watching um, actors and, so, you know, the performances and stuff, yeah. Casey Affleck. Yeah. My goodness me. He puts in a show. He does. Oh, blimey. He's amazing. He is amazing. And the direction must have been... And the director is someone called Andrew Dominic, who I'll come right. back to in a minute. But Casey Affleck, right? Is he related to Ben Affleck? Yeah, they're brothers. Are they? Yeah. 
I thought they were, but I, I wanted to check with you. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've not gone and like spent hours online looking for it, but yeah. he's been in some quality films. But he's just the director. The director should have said, "Just be a little bit creepy." Yeah, <laughs> I think he like, did just say that. <laughs> a bit like someone following Sally Wainwright around the uni. <laughs> just kind of be. You want to be in his shadow. That's yeah. the direction, and it, he is just. He gets it pitch perfect. Yeah, I have no idea. I know he got a claim, but I don't know if he won any awards for it. But I, for me, it was just. Brilliant. I think he was nominated. Was he? Yeah. yeah. It was a real turn. Yeah. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed that. And um, just a couple, the, the, the director, um, Andrew Dominic, he went, he's worked with Brad Pitt a lot. They did a film called um, Killing Me Softly. Oh, yeah. Which again, I think in, made the, uh, tricked the audience. They thought they were getting an action thriller. And again, they got a sort of elegy of yeah. the hitman. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of it was kind of cool. And I like those westerns that are thoughtful. I like the I like that unforgiven. It's a character piece. Yeah, that <laughs> unforgiven style where you know it's just bo- it's bubbling, 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 yeah. and it's gonna boil over. Yeah. Um, and the other one that came to mind because you can't ignore Clint. Um, so you got unforgiven, but the other one is Pale Rider. Mm. I don't think I've seen Pale Riding. I've seen quite a few Clint Eastwood westerns, but I don't think I've seen that one. I think you'd enjoy it because it's 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 kind of ghost-like in it. It's mm. mid eighties. It's ghost-like. So Bradley Pitts. Yeah. It's just he's just brilliant. I've, there is a voiceover. <laughs> yeah, the, the voiceover. I really liked the voiceover over the first sort of third of the movie. Yeah, and then. I haven't seen the movie for a couple of years now, but I remember the last time I saw it, I literally just burst out laughing near the end because there's a scene near the end where I think Casey Affleck sat in bed or something and the voiceover is just stupid like it's mm-hmm. it's it, in that one scene particularly it's saying it says things like he raised his left hand and then he then there's like a pause and he raises his left hand <laughs> he's like this yeah. is just daft yeah it creeped um, me out that a bit of it I, I absolutely agree with you I, I like films with voiceovers I liked uh, the voiceover in Blade Runner mm. in, the, in the theatrical cut of yeah, uh, yeah. Blade Runner I, I didn't mind that at all I like I like the narrator's voice and I suppose that you get that in drama you get it in theatre a lot you yeah. know and it's so I, I like it as a, as a the wonder years an approach the wonder years <laughs> Stand by me. I absolutely love it. The flashback. I really like it. But you're right. It's like they were in. It, I think they looked at the running time and thought, "Shit, they're bad. We've got to <laughs> knock this on the head because otherwise we're going to have a Bradley Pitts film on our hands that no one's going to sit through." So they, it's like the last 15 minutes, basically. After they could have finished it when Jesse James gets. Get, well, I think I don't think it's a spoiler uh, based on the just, title of the, the film. Picture isn't quite straight, or it's a bit <laughs> dusty, and he gets a bullet. Um, I, I, I thought you could finish it then, but then I yeah. realised actually this hasn't been a film about Jesse James. This yeah. is a film absolutely about Robert Ford, yeah. which I wasn't. I thought because because he's on the cover, because yeah. I thought right, this is a film about him, and it it isn't. Um, I like the way they set up that scene where he gets shot because you don't know whether he he's kind of in on it almost like he he knows it's coming or I think it, he knows it's, yeah, it's it, coming. They, they film yeah. it like that's kind of persuaded isn't it yeah I really really um, enjoyed it and you're right it's, it is you know when you get to when you get to my age mate two and a half hours you're thinking well <laughs> this is a commitment but I, I did um, I did I did like it a lot now the other thing the other film that is important to me in my life which is a western yeah and I, I say that because it's the fil- a film I watch with my dad a lot is The Long Riders right. which is the story of Jesse James and it's from 1980. Yeah. I, I urge you to seek it out. I haven't seen it at all. The Long Riders. And what it was, it, it got a lot of publicity at the time because um, it's got brothers. The actors are all brothers. So you've got Dennis Quaid and Randy Quaid right. playing the Miller brothers, part of the Very good. James gang. You've got Keith Carradine, 
David Carradine David used to do Carradine. Kung Fu <laughs> and Robert Carradine right. who was in he was, he was a, 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 an actor obviously now but yeah. he was in a lot of comedies and stuff they are the younger brothers right and you've got um, you, then you've got the Fords and that's um, Christopher Guest right who is in a lot of, in Spinal Tap yeah he's in a lot of comedies yeah. yeah and his brother whose name I haven't written down who who is less prolific yeah and then you've got the Keeches Stacy Keach and uh, James Keach and James Keach plays Jesse James okay and the soundtrack is Ry Cooder and you've oh, just got to like a bit of Ry Cooder uh, you've just got to go honestly I think as a companion piece they work. It worked really well. Yeah. It's Walter Hill, so you got. It is. It's. It's like watching Sam Peckinpah making um, a Jesse James movie, right? Because Walter Hill at the time was doing a lot of sort of bowing down to Sam Peckinpah. So you got slow motion bullets, and they all Very wear nice. really long, cooled coats. Excellent. Dad went and the dust them. coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dust proper long coat, <laughs> and there's lots of slow motion. But it's it, and it's grim. But it's a, and again, it's that elegiac. Elegiac, uh, whatever. Kind of that, you know, that sort of um, kind of sad being a cowboy and great, yeah, kind of western. So yeah, I've proper rambled on about that. I'm That's sorry. all right. I, I like just, it. I just really, I really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm grateful for the recommendation. And I, so it's. Do you it's, think there's a lot of pressure these days on westerns? Because I, I feel like they don't bring out so many now, and when they do, everyone's expecting it to to get all the awards and like True Grit for example yeah. um, n- there were no westerns coming out at the time no. of True Grit and and therefore it gets loads of hype and stuff did you watch the um, I like just True Grit I what's like the, the name movie. of the one that the, the is it the Coen Brothers did it is the Coen Brothers the new oh, the ballad, the ballad of, yeah have you seen that no but I'm gonna was that straight to Netflix that yeah one? straight to Netflix yeah. and it's got it's got someone we've mentioned earlier the guy from Oh Brother Where Art Thou yeah. and it's got Tom we- Tim Blake Nelson and it's got Tom Waits, Tom Waits in it so yeah. I, I, I have I've heard it's it. good but I just for whatever yeah. reason I haven't gone into to it to be honest it's another one it's like I think it's like 2 hours 12 minutes yeah. and I, I just wish sometimes people would just knock out films at 90 minutes mm. and I did watch one I watched one called Jane, Jane Got a Gun Right. With Natalie Portman yeah. is, is getting revenge on someone murdering her cowboy husband uh, and that was pretty cool and it were 85 minutes yeah I, I'm all for the shorter film I am I, horror, watched, that's I watched, one, uh, watched one last week called Puzzle which is great I, I won't talk too much about it but no. it, was, it, was, it was a great film and it was about an hour and 20 minutes yeah it's love it, you don't, need, love it. you don't need to bang on so um, Sam Rockwell just as a as a yeah. caveat or just as a footnote I watched Sam Rockwell in that film and I thought he's great and I was looking through the rest of these DVDs and I needed to go to bed and I thought well I really just want to watch the opening of this one and it was a film called um, it was an adaptation of a Hubert Selby Jr. novel called Last Exit to Brooklyn right it's bleak and it's got <laughs> sounds like my Jason, kind of movie Jennifer Jason Lee in it yeah and playing a kid in it because the film is from 1989 Sam Rockwell oh there you go and, and I was full just like, circle wow it's come around full circle He's That's brilliant. That's me proper banging. I watched man. a film with him in last... Uh, called, is it Mr. Nice? Oh, I don't Where he's know. playing... Uh, no, Mr. Right. All right. Mr. Right. And it's a comedy, and he's he's playing an assassin. Right. And I don't think I've laughed so much in a movie for ages. Really? It's really, really funny. It's on Netflix. Um, again, quite short. Um, quite quirky. Uh, it's a little bit like... Um, Oh, now I've said that I can't think of any of the people or the name of the film I want to describe so this isn't going to work <laughs> um, forget it I'll go. <laughs> it's a little bit like that movie that nobody knows all the characters in um, <laughs> but, but you know what if you, as you're listening to this um, uh, podcast pals um, just tweet us or Facebook us or let us know the films that we should be watching and the films that you're enjoying. I mean, we talked about westerns there, and I, actually, to be honest, while we were talking there, there's just loads, isn't there? Mm, there's yeah. loads of great movies like that. I'll tell you what bothered me about uh, True Grit. The the female actress in it was never on any of the posters. You know, like I think times have changed now, but you know the the, the posters where they yeah. put all the main stars it was on Matt it. Damon, wasn't it? She's in it. For, she's got like ninety percent of the dialogue in the whole film, yeah. and she's not mentioned on the main yeah. cast on the but poster. It's true Grit, isn't it? It's True Grit. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's mad. And instead, they put the guy who plays Thanos on there, and he's got like one line in the whole thing. Is that right? I, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know if uh, I, I'm sure. Me, me, you and I have talked about that before. Yeah, it's not but right. It's, I tell you, no, it's not right. She's, she's done all right though. She's done a good career. Who, who is it? I can't remember who um, it was. Oh, now you're going to make me look up the names of all the I, cast. I, I can't went, even remember the name of the guy who plays Thanos. For God's sake, Thanos. Oh no, in I Avengers. Uh, anyway, Jeff Bridges is in it, so it's going to be okay, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't remember the look it's, he's, he's here now with his massive laptop no my phone I have to tell you about my phone because I've got a new one and that's just a bit of a bizarre story for another time um, I'm an old man I can't cope with changes in technology have you seen the size of your thumbs though <laughs> did you suck your thumb as a child because it's tiny no I didn't oh well maybe I did I don't remember my, my <laughs> I think we're going off on some strange tangents at this point. We are. Are we about... I think we need to call time, We are actually nearly done, and I'm going to just remind everyone about how to get in touch with us. So if you want to get in touch with Ed on Twitter, if you just want to, like, send him a picture of... uh, Of a chicken. No, a chicken. Right. Chicken chicken. pictures, please, to at Ed Southall. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. And if you can send me pictures, please... I like pictures of mythical birds, please. <laughs> um, I like mythical birds, so like a rock. I think that, that had the head of an eagle or something. If you can send me, that's at Howell underscore Roberts. Mythical creatures for me, please. Mainly bird related. And if you can send chickens to <laughs> Ed Southall. Um, if you want to find us on Facebook, we are the New You Podcast, I think. The New You Podcast. And if you want to get in touch... We've got the, we've got the Twitter handle anyway. We're on Twitter. We're on everything, aren't we? We're, we're across all the platforms, Just mate. about everything. And, and, and we don't really push this enough, I don't think. But if you want to review us, we only want nice reviews, please. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you don't like it, just obviously don't listen again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or just say... If you, haven't got any, if you can't say something nice, Ed... Don't say anything at don't all. Don't say anything at all. So, hey, on that bombshell, I can't wait for next week when we record the next one because I know that Ed has got a gadget. Oh, He's going to be like Mr. Gadget next time. Yeah, you wait. So let us know about your westerns, <laughs> your chickens, and your mythical bird-related creatures. See you next time. See ya. Bye. The I Thought I Knew You podcast was brought to you by me, Howell Roberts, in partnership with a person I'm just getting to know a little bit better. Ed Southall. We'd like to thank you for listening, thank you for downloading, and thank you for sharing. Please get in touch with us. We can be found on Twitter, at New You Podcast. That's at New You Podcast. And also on Facebook, at New You Podcast. It's the same. Who'd have thought it? At New You Podcast. We're going to share it far and wide. You join in. Join the bandwagon. We're going to have a great time. See you next time, people. Get on my bandwagon. Everybody's doing it too. Get on my bandwagon. With that photo.